Welcome to Breakout, your number one NFL fantasy podcast from Down Under. Stats, analysis, and all you need to dominate your NFL fantasy season. Welcome to Breakout, the only NFL fantasy podcast from Australia that you need to know about. I'm Joel Bunkel, and today I am joined by my co-host, Mark Ringretzky. Mark, episode two, we're doing wide receiver rankings today. Are we excited about this or what? Another week, Joel. We've done it. We've survived. We're here. We're ready to talk wide receivers. I think the most interesting part of the fantasy draft this year uh, seems to be a deep class. There seems to be a lot of people that are going to throw a lot more, so a bit of hit or miss, and uh, let's see what we've got. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's, let's not muck around. Let's do it today, and we know who's going to be number one. Michael Thomas. So there's, uh, there's very little doubt that Michael Thomas hits above the, uh, on the number one ranking there for wide receivers, wouldn't you say, Mark? Yeah, he seems to be the Julio Jones of uh, two, three years ago and me be the best sure bet. So um, everyone's going to take Thomas one. The question is where? That's correct. Uh, we're in the draft. Who, which running backs are you going to take him in front of? Um, so how we're going to do this today, we're going to look at the wide receiver consensus rankings from everyone who's been drafting out there so far. Um, so Thomas, is consensus number one. He's my number one. He's Mark's number one. No surprises there. And not really many surprises at number two either. No, never really is at the top. So um, a man that I drafted last year and caused me a lot of pain but came good at the end, um, Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae Adams. Boy, the Packers um, should be in for a rebound year, you'd think. So number two, the Packers wide receiver. I had him last year. He was a killer at the start, but he got healthy and bounced back. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, I think he has a good season. Aaron Rodgers loves him. He gets good separation, um, super consistent. We'll get a lot of touchdowns. Uh, Joel, you've got him at two as well? Yeah, I like him at two. I like him for a bounce back year. Um, one stat that I came across through um, Pro Football Focus and um, heard on one of the other podcasts throughout the week was that uh, 12% of his catches are contested, um, which means that he's got a lot of time to himself. So, um, you know, if uh, Rogers can keep finding him in space, then you know, he should be a good chance at rebounding this year and having a much better year. Well, maybe uh, Sydney should go throw some of their bucks at him now that Buddy's uh, almost at that 10-year contract because <laughs> we could use someone with a contested grab. That's right. Um, consensus number three, Tyreek Hill. Mark, you've got him at four and I've got him at four. Yeah, interesting one, isn't he? He is an absolute gem of a player. He uh, gets so many yards. He runs as well. He gets a lot of touchdowns. Mahomes is going to have a big year again, and they've got a very special chemistry. But, um, yeah, I just had him at four because I guess you just never know how consistent he'll be. I think, look, he's going to be a jet again if he can just avoid the injury. If he stays on the park, which I think everyone wants to see. Probably the most exciting player in the NFL. Oh, yeah. The cheater. <laughs> Love him. Uh, consensus number four, Julio Jones. You've got him at five and I've got him at three. Yeah, he was um, Mr. Consistent. Will always get the yards. Last year struggled with the touchdowns. Um, and, you know, him and uh, Matty Ice have unstoppable chemistry. So he's definitely still top five. I'm just not sure if Ridley takes some of his touchdowns. I'm not sure if uh, Hayden Hurst takes some of the touchdowns. And then you've also got Todd Gurley there, who is a monster. 
So it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but you'd definitely be stoked with Julio Jones. Yeah, look, I think, I mean, I don't think he gets a lot of the touchdowns, I think was the, <laughs> some of the issues with why he's not higher. But um, if you're looking for consistent, if you're looking for a really high floor, um, he's always going to get some. Uh, he's always going to get his targets. He's been a top 10 finisher in the receivers for five, six years now. If you want safety, I think Julio's your man. Definitely. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, and he's, yeah, he's the safest bet you can get. Number five, consensus number five is Hopkins. Uh, you've got him at three, and I've got him at eight. I'm all in. Cardinals, I'm all in, Joel. Hopkins is going to dominate him and Kyler Magic. There's got the roof there. It's sunny in Arizona. His shoulders are loose. I'm in. I mean, he's still he's going to be a quality receiver. I think for me, it's the, the unknown that has me just a little bit hesitant on Hopkins. Uh, I don't know if this transition is going to be as smooth as people expect it to be. Are they going to build the chemistry? A lot of questions about that Arizona you know, offense. There's a lot of potential, but it's very Brown's kind of potential, you know? Like, no, no, no. He's massively big play, though. Yeah, he's big play, but so is OBJ. You know, OBJ was, you know, a, a top five pick only a, a couple of years ago. Don't compare Hopkins to OBJ, mate. Come on. Ah, I'm comparing I'm comparing the hype around the Cardinals to the hype around the Browns from last year. And I think that's like, you looked at the Browns last year and everyone said, oh, they've got all the pieces. They've got Landry, they've got Beckham, and you know, Mayfield's going to take steps, and they've got Chubb. Uh, and then nothing happened. And, you know, this is still the Cardinals team that finished 5-10-1 last season. Um, they're not already winning. I, I just think there's questions, and I don't think it's a given that he's going he's gonna to end up being like a top three receiver this year. Well, another one that's pretty interesting is the next one, Godwin, uh, consensus six. Bucks are very similar. Why don't you give us your thoughts there, Joel? Yeah, you got him at six. I've got him at seven. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised he's kind of like fallen down my rankings, but I think it's probably for the same reasons as Hopkins. It's uh, a little bit of the unknown, what's going to happen with Brady. I know, Mark, you, you, you will have to be talking about how Brady loves the slot receivers and that, that you know, Goldwyn's going to fit in there, right? Edelman, he's got the history there. So um, where's Walker? So Brady's just going to keep, you know, he likes to do quick slants to Godwin. Um, I was actually shocked. that you know Godwin was the WR2 last year? Yeah, I did. And it's, um, it's why I find I'm a bit, like a little bit disappointed in myself. I'm dropping him down. But there are just so many pieces of that Bucks offense. Like, which, which is going to fire? You know, you've got... Mike Evans, you've got three good tight ends, and OJ Howard had a terrible year last year. I don't know if he's going to come back in. You've got Gronk, you've got Brait, and you've got Goblin with a new quarterback. It's just a lot, a lot up in the air for me. Yeah, plus you've got Jones there, and you've got uh, Humphreys as well. So it'll be super interesting to see what happens. Um, and who knows about Brady's 43. His last throw was a pick, so... Uh... Suck it, Patriots, but we'll see what happens, hey? That's it. Uh, consensus number seven, Kenny Golladay. Love Kenny G. Detroit Lions is probably their only good receiver. I mean, Marvin Jones is still in the picture, but I think what was great about Golladay last year is that he really set himself apart as the wide receiver one in that team. You know when you find a play, you hear about a player's hyped and you take him in his first year and then he becomes a stud? I've got a very soft spot for Galladay because I remember taking him three years ago and he delivered. And I think this year he still delivers, especially with Stafford back. They've got a really good chemistry. He's big play. And like you said, he just dominated last year. He's still top 10 for sure. So yeah, he's consensus seven. You've got him at eight. I've got him at five. Um, I like him a lot. 
five. Top five. I, know, I reckon he could make that jump. Someone from the Lions at top five. Well, we know it's not going to be their running back. The last player from the Lions to finish top five fantasy was Barry Sanders. Well, let's hope we don't have to wait that long for another one, right? <laughs> um, consensus. Uh, this one, I think we uh, maybe a little both surprised on. Consensus pick uh, number eight for wide receivers is Mike Evans for the Bucks. You've got him at 16. I've got him at 14. We're both off him a little bit in favor of Goldwyn, I think. Is that because um, Brady just can't throw? We're worried about the deep balls. That's what it was for me. Yeah, look, I think even for me, it's, 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 it's again about the uncertainty. It's, it's all going to be about the chemistry for me. And um, I don't know, you probably have to go back a fair while since when the last time that, you know, Tom Brady had a, you know, an elite wide receiver who was like really, you know, the long play, that, that, far, that far throw. And like you did have Antonio Brown for a few rounds last year, but we won't mention that. But when he did have it, um, he did do it very well. They broke the, broke the record. So the thing, biggest thing I was shocked with Evans when I did some research was he's never had under 1,000 yards. We had 995 once. So he was super consistent. Eight, eight, five touchdowns in the last three years. So maybe we've got it wrong. Uh, if there was one that I had to say, like, I hope it's wrong, it's, it's Evans for me. Um, like, I've got a soft spot. I remember, like, probably the first fantasy season I ever played, I drafted him. And he was an absolute stud. He's your uh, your goal-a-day for me. That only went to Texas A&M. So, you know, those two factors alone, are, you know, are wishing him all the best in the world. But in terms of rankings this year, I can't see him finishing in the same situation as last year where Goldwyn and Evans were around the same mark. Yeah, I was just about to say, you know, with famous Jameis throwing a lot of touchdowns, are we still on as high on the Bucks receivers to dominate fantasy like last year, or are we backing away a bit? Well, let's be honest. There's just questions around the Bucks in general with that much change, isn't there? Yeah. So. Yeah. Aaron's is a good coach, though, but um, the next guy is someone who I really think want to bounce back because I'm a New York Giants, and although he's arrogant and he pissed us all off, I do love Odell Beckham still, and um, I think he bounces back. He's consensus number nine. You've mm-hmm. got him at 19. Yep. You got him at 10. Yeah, So you're, you're thereabouts with him. Um, he's definitely still a talent. It's more just about whether the Browns have got it together. If, you know, if they get it together, it's hard to imagine him having lost the talent of being a top five receiver only a handful of years ago. But... I'm just not convinced that the Browns have got it together. And, you know, for, for, for him to do well, um, you know, with Landry on that team as well, then I think, you know, you've got to have the Browns doing really well and, you know, scoring a lot and, and being a high-scoring offense. Because there's a lot to feed on that Browns team. A lot to feed? Yeah, like you think you've got him and Landry, plus you've got Chubb and you've got Kareem Hunt. You know, like you need to Austin be... Austin Hooper. Awesome, but you know you, you got to be feeding those that team to for him to be putting up good scores and getting touchdowns. I think. I think for me the most interesting thing with Odell this year is when he was at the Giants, people were talking about him being the next MJ type of player, once a generational type of guy. Um, and now this is a real career year. If he has another diva year, he starts talking trash again. He's just going to be like any diva wide receiver and just fizzle out, move from team to team, have one good year here one bad year there and get traded. So really interesting to see, won't it? Yeah, I think that's a really good call. I think 
it's a bit of a make or break year for him in you know, what, it, what it looks like for his future. Consensus 10, Alan Robinson, Chicago. Uh, Mark, you've got him at nine, so you're thereabouts. I've got him a little bit lower at 13. You think he's there? You think he's a top 10 receiver this year? Yeah, he was wide receiver eight last year, and the Bears struggled on offense. So my feeling is Trubisky improves or Foles improves the offense. Either way, it's got to be some sort of improvement in Chicago. So I think he's another top 10 um, player, um, and he's an absolute stud. And yeah, let's see what happens, hey? Yeah, look, I think he's a dude like, I mean, he's had a few inconsistent years, you know, over the past five or so, just depending on how he's been going. It's probably a really solid year last year, probably better than what most people expected. And I think if Foles ends, ends up in that starting QB role, that might improve for him. Just, I think, you know, Trubisky is kind of the question mark um, for many Chicago fans out there at the moment. So I think they almost just need to have the certainty in that position, the confidence in whoever their quarterback is to, to build a bit more confidence on that team. But yeah, look, I, I like him. I've got more faith in him than I do at the uh, consensus 11 pick, which is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, you've got him at 13, Mark. I've got him at 20. 20? Juju? Yep, I am not on the Juju train. Uh, is that because of last year? Yeah, he cost me last year. Um, and I just think, you know, he, for starters, he just needs not to get injured. Like he missed, what, four or five matches at least last year? You don't want that out of your, you know, potentially what is here, you know, your first wide receiver pick or maybe second receiver pick. I think you want a little bit more certainty than that. So Big Ben is back. I'm not convinced he's the difference. You know, you look at the the depth. They've got some emerging receivers on their team as well with Johnson coming up. It's just going to be a question of injury for me. I think, for me, I put him high because I knew that he, he knows how to play on the CB1s, so he's had the pressure before. I think he's an ultra-competitive guy. He'll want to bounce back, and I think him and Big Ben have super good chemistry. Big Ben is actually looking chiseled for once. You can actually see a bit of his uh, jawline. So I think uh, I'm expecting big things from Juju. I want him to bounce back. Yeah, I think, for me, he's really got to prove that he can take that number one corner. And I, I don't think he, he... In the games that he played last year, he, he kind of didn't prove that to me so that's that's why i don't think he's the top 10 receiver around or thereabouts this year so where where do you think second late second or third round too early or yeah so his adp he's been taking around pick 30 at the moment and that's too early for me i'd i might consider him like almost a full round later but to be honest he's, he's kind of one of those players that i'm i'm avoiding this year yeah um, consensus number 12 uh, is Adam Thielen. You've got him at 11, and I've got him at 12. So we're both thereabouts on him. He's my ride or die this year. I think anyone who's out there, if you can pick him up in the second round, um, I would get him. I think he's going to be a stud this year. He's super consistent. He's got great chemistry with Kirk. I think he's a number one now with no digs. If he stays healthy, he's going to, be, he's going to take you to... Finals for sure. He's a fantasy ride or die for me, and I think he's having a great year. He's going to be thereabouts, and like with Diggs gone, he's going to get a bit more of the focus. The concerns, I suppose, are, you know, like it's a really, it is a run first offense, and like there's still going to be opportunities there. But I think maybe the biggest kind of threat is that maybe does this just open the door for like him to take, you know, the established receiver to take the number one corner, and you know, the Vikings uh, draft Justin Jefferson in the first round. 
Um, and you know, we know we know that you know receivers are kind of can be boom or bust. But they obviously have a lot of faith in him as a first round pick. How much of the the ball is he going to get? And it's just I, I just don't know. I'm just Adam Thielen. I'm kind of like yeah, I'll, I'll take him if he's there. I, I don't I don't hate it. I don't love it. Yeah, before he got injured, he had the 1,200 yards, then the year after, 1,300 yards, almost 1,400. Um, I think he's just an absolute jet. I think if he's healthy, he'll surprise many, and I think he should do better than his consensus 12 pick. That's that's what I'm predicting. That's what I'm hoping for him. This is one that I find surprising, and I think you're probably in a similar boat. Consensus 13 pick is Amari Cooper. Um, you've got him at 7. I've got him at 6. 13 seems low for Amari Cooper, don't we think? Yeah, especially with Dak. Prescott, he's going to be a fantasy top three QB. Um, they're going to be a high octane Mike McCarthy offense. Don't know uh, what the Americans are thinking there. Yeah, look, I mean, he's got more competition. I don't know whether this is a uh, people just thinking this is a CD Lamb. I mean, there's no reason to rush CD Lamb into this team when you've got Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper as you one and two, and they played really well together last year. Good tandem effort. There's no need to rush CeeDee Lamb onto this team, is there? No, and Dak goes for um, Cooper. When he's under pressure, and Cooper often does those freakish catches, he makes a lot of uh, runs after the catch as well. Um, like you said, he's got good chemistry with Gallup at WR 1 and 2. Blake Jarwin isn't stealing any catches off him, so I'm shocked. Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, make no mistake. Like He got paid over the summer. He's the top dog. This is a, like a high octane, high offense for the for the Dallas Cowboys, um, and you know he's a big play receiver. He was top ten last year. He'll be top ten this year. And let's not forget how good Dak was last year, and we expect him to improve. It was really his first year that he got to throw the ball and take that offense away from Zeke. Um, and I think this is really the year for Dallas. It's really kind of a now or never. Um, and kind of speaking about now or never, the next QB wide receiver situation is pretty interesting. Yeah, consensus 15, sorry, consensus 14, DJ Moore, the Panthers. Um, you've got him at 15, I've got him at 9, I've got him in a breakout kind of a year. Ooh. Um, I really like DJ Moore this year. I think what is going to work with Teddy, short, fast, accurate passes, and that, I think, is DJ Moore's uh, way into having a big year this year. Top 10, though, wowee. Um, yeah, like I like him, really do like him as a breakout. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's out of the question. What was he, like wide receiver 15, 16 last year? Yeah, that's true. And he had Kyle Allen, so he didn't have any good QBs. Yeah. So like, it is a jump. Like I'm, I'm saying, I'm putting my like flag in the ground and saying that DJ Moore is, you know, going to have a breakout year and he's got to make that jump. And obviously if he doesn't even come close to making the jump, then he's probably going to slide, let alone stay where he is. The other good thing about DJ is, and um, I actually had Samuel last year from 49 is very similar, that he gets a lot of runs as well, and they really do well in making those runs count. So it's 40-yard run um, and sometimes a touchdown. So he might get points a few different ways as well. The next pick, the uh, consensus 15, um, is a guy that I wanted to rank higher. He's one of these uh, emerging, like was really good in some games last year, AJ Brown. For the Titans, he was almost a top twenty receiver last year, and he's he's only young. I like him, you know. I don't think you can doubt the talent, right? Nah, I think him, um, Brown, and also the guy at Baltimore, 
Remind me of Tyreek Hill. Super fast, big playmakers, don't need a lot of the ball, can just go and get the job done. Um, you know, five catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns type of game. And Tannehill and him, they've got some chemistry. Yeah, I think with the Titans is and, and the situation with AJ Brown, like he had a really good back half or back end to the season last year. And if, if he brings that back end into this season, then I think there's great potential he finishes as, you know, a top 15 receiver for sure. Let's not forget that the box, that everyone's going to try and load the box to stop King Henry. So the corners won't know whether they're going to go in or out. Um, and that might give Brown some room. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. And like, you're not doubting the talent of AJ Brown. I'm doubting the opportunity of how, how many opportunities he's going to get to score on that team and, you know, how good the Titans are going to be. It's the same thing for Derrick Henry for me. It's like a lot of that just comes down to the, how the, the, the narrative unfolds for the Titans this year and how good Tannehill can keep them going. If they're, they're a good team and they're scoring, then both of those players, AJ Brown and, and Henry, are going to probably outperform their current ADPs. So the next guy is someone I'm high on, um, and it looks like you are too, is Cooper Cup. So what, you've got him at 12? I've got him at 12. Where do you have him? I've got him at 10. I've got him inside the top 10. Um, so consensus 16. Um, we're both keen on him. Why do you like him? Oh, well, I don't doubt the Rams are going to slide, that's for sure. But Cuff had the fourth most passing hours last year, second most completions. Um, he had some crazy efficiency in the um, end zone. And him and Cup, they just love each other. So... I'm banking on that to happen again, um, and I think he'll have another 1,000 yards. He'll be the main man down there. Um, we know Sean McVay is a good coach, so, yeah, I'm expecting big things. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you've got Cup and you've got Woods, and I think they're a lot closer than most people think, and they were pretty close last year. And it was one of those situations where, like, Cup is, you know, widely considered your, your wide receiver one, which is the same as Amari Cooper was at the Cowboys last year. But just like in the case with... Um, Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup there's not as much separating them as what people think and uh, for me with Cooks out of the equation this year and off to the Texans I feel like they, it's more even split between I mean Cup probably is still going to get some of the more those bigger plays and I think will be a, a slightly better receiver um, but for me this Cup and Woods combo is, is great and I think that's if they can get that working then maybe the Rams can halt their slide a little bit fingers crossed fingers crossed i think uh i loved seeing them in the super bowl and it was pretty sad last year to see how fast they declined so fingers crossed they can get there and cup stays on the field and i want this sean mcveigh team to go well i love sean mcveigh he's like that next breed of of coach and um i just really want to see him go well to be fair they might surprise a lot of people because of the sean mcveigh factor he's got a young team now no more you know, um, old veterans there. So we can just run it, get them hardworking. LA Sun, a um, few top dogs down there, and yeah, they could be okay. Uh, consensus 17, Calvin Ridley. You've got him at 20, and I don't have him in my top 20. Interesting guy. He, I had him on my team last year, and he was really good until he got injured. He surprised me, and he kind of carried me for a lot of the portion of last season. Um, and I think this year he continues. He was WR 27 last year. I think he gets top 20. I think Matty Ice will have a good year. Falcons finished seven and nine. I think they probably improved to a nine-win team. They're indoors. They're a high-octane offense. Matty Ice is a solid, pure franchise QB. You don't even have him in your top twenty, mate. What's going on? 
Yeah, I mean, it's like he's on the edge, you know. Like where this is, his consensus seventeen. You've got him at twenty. He's probably two or three picks out for me. I think I've, I suppose I've like my last few picks at the top twenty for me has really been about looking at the potential of some of those players and, and hoping that that comes good. So doesn't make it for me. But someone who did make it for me and didn't make it for you is the next consensus pick, and that's Cortland Sutton at eighteen. Um, and I've got him at seventeen. These are the guys now where it gets down to the draft. You've got your first round pick is uh, an RB. You go in your second round pick and you've seen someone you love. You've taken them and you're sitting there and this is where you're going. Is Ridley, Sutton, Cup, are these guys going to carry me as an RB1 or are they good solid RB2s? Um, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, in the case of Sutton, the Broncos love him for starters. Like, And he he's a great talent and he's starting to become that. He's a great athlete. And I think... If he even improves this year by 10%, 15%, then he's going to be a much more consistent conceiver, uh, receiver this year. Maybe conceiver. I don't know what his marital situation is like (laughs) at this stage. Um, But, you know, I can definitely see him being uh, higher on the list than, you know, a few of the others that are kind of in the consensus range at the moment. Um, I don't think he breaks top 10 this year, but maybe next year. He's one of those, you know, if you're running a dynasty league, you know, I'd love to have Cortland Sutton sitting kind of there on my bench. The only other thing I'll quickly add why I had him out of my top 20 was I was just worried about opportunities. So they went and got, they drafted a wide receiver first round. You got Noah Faint there. Melvin Gordon comes in. Philip Lindsay gets a lot of catches. So that's, I was a bit worried, but I can see the real upside in Sutton. He really took that next step last year. All right. Consensus 19, Tyler Lockett. Um, You've got him at 19 um, and he's just out of my top 20. What? Yeah, look, uh, I I think it's, Again, I don't think it's anything against Lockett. I think I just like some other guys ahead of him. Um, uh, Russell and Wilson. And I kind of really see, for me, yeah, Russell Wilson, but I also I see the real the threat being more DK Metcalf. You know, is he going to take a bigger jump this year than what Lockett is? And I think he will. And, like, I don't think that... Like, I don't have DK Metcalf in my top 20 either, but I think they'll both be maybe around the 20 mark. And I think there's going to be another... Like, I think Seahawks are going to be a top team this year i'm predicting them to go to the super bowl i reckon russell wilson loves lockett he's had 10 touchdowns eight touchdowns two years in a row 1000 yards he's the number one playmaker and the thing that i think what makes this team so good is they're so opportunistic like wilson lockett they don't need many throws but they always just will catch every time and make plays so yeah i think he's definitely top 20 and you'd be stoked to get him in that third round if he can sit under someone else as your wr2 um, well, the reality is, absolutely, well, I mean, it's not even that because, you know, his ADP is around 48 at the moment. So, you know, he's going close. If he drops to the fifth round for leagues, like, fuck, that's a great value pick. Yeah. Imagine that fifth round and you're getting a top 20 wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I expect that, you know, obviously after last year's good performance, there's a good chance he'll, he'll get taken earlier than that as well. Consensus 20 is uh, Keenan Allen. Um, he's someone that both of us don't have in the top 20. Probably just based on a bit of unknown with the Chargers and Tyrod, I would say. Isn't it so interesting how the wide receiver we really um, you pointed down to the QB situation and the offense as well. Whereas RBs, you get a bell cow, you know what you're going to get. Um, and this one's just for me. I'm not trusting Tyler at uh, at QB. And I think that's just the the nature of it, right? Is like for a wide receiver to have great consistent value then the quarterback has to be bringing that too, right? Whereas, you know, the running back's kind of got a bit more autonomy in that space. 
Yeah, and I think the wide receivers this year, if you can get good free, uh, good waiver wire pickups, you can do a plug and play for a number two or a flex position because it's pretty it's pretty deep. The next guy's uh, pretty good. Um, Consensus twenty one, Devonte Parker. Yeah, he's a stud. He could finish a lot higher than twenty one. I think he will. Um, I've got him at eighteen. You've got him at eighteen. I think it's. Uh, you know, is Tua going to come in? Tagovailoa, is he going to come in and take over this team at QB? Maybe for a few games. I think they still like Fitzmagic. They finished the season off well. Apparently, he was doing look-away throws the other day, which uh, would be interesting to see Fitzmagic do that, but nothing's impossible. Yeah, I mean, I would love to... Like, I personally would like... I mean, as much as I love Fitzmagic, would love to see Tua hit the park this year. And I think, you know, the... Especially his, you know, versatility getting the ball to Parker. He was a great receiver last year. Great receiver. Was he w, WR11? WR11. And, you know, consensus has him outside the top 20. So now we're kind of into the realm where um, some of us have uh, got some picks here just outside that weren't in the consensus. So a player that I think is going to improve in the next year, uh, the consensus 22 is DJ Chark. I've got him at 15. Bit of a breakout player uh, for me. He was overvalued last year, had a few good games. He's in that boom or bust category. If he's your first receiver or maybe even your second receiver, it's probably a bit of a concern. He's kind of very much got, you know, that potential to put out a game of 30 points. He's got a really good chemistry with Gardner Minshew. And I just remember last year, was it last year or the year before, he just dominated the first four games. He, he hits the boom or bust category really well, I think, because he also had five games under six and a half points last year. Um, so you, you, I don't think you want to take him as he's a, he's a bit of a streaming option in your flex play. I think strong stream play though. You'd be stoked to have him in your in your team. Correct. He's for me. It's a risk that I would be happy taking. You know, like you could pick a safer player. You could pick a player that might get you ten points and give you a max of like thirteen or fourteen each week. Um, but you know, if you've got Chark and he gives you twenty five to thirty, you probably win your round. And there's no competition in um, Jacksonville. He's the clear WR one. Gardner Minshew, I'm, I'm on him. I think he's all right. The jock straps pulled up okay. So, yeah, I think yeah, you might be on to a good one. And then the last two guys are two guys that are not in the consensus top 20 and that we are both uh, really hot on. For me, it is the consensus 25 pick, Robert Woods. Um, I've got him up at 11. 11. I, I, feel like, I feel like him and Cup are going to be an explosive duo this year. I'm, I am banking a bit on the Rams to make a rebound. Yeah, and, you really um, are. Taking Cooks out of the equation, I think, really helps him. Had a really solid last half of the season. Cup had the better half last year, but Woods definitely had the better second half. I think if you put them together, you get like one elite receiver. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. But uh, for the, like I said earlier, these guys are, are closer than everyone thinks for mine. I reckon I might have to uh, get these snippets and send them to Sean McVay to play in the Rams locker room. Build their Pump confidence up. up. Yeah. That's it. Get, in, get on the Zoom call before the game. But what about you? We've got a consensus 27. Uh, Stefan Diggs, obviously making the moves to the Vikings. You've got him pretty high up at 17. Yeah, I think he plays on the cornerback one. He had 1,100 yards last year, six touchdowns, and he had a lot of controversy. You know, never even got the ball in the first four rounds. So he goes to Buffalo. They Clearly, he's going to be their number one. They gave up a first-round pick for him. I reckon Josh Allen's going to improve. I think Bills will win out in that division. I just can't see how this guy is not a top 20 um, WR. Are you concerned about John Brown? Because he's still in the picture. 
he's a big play though. Like he's the guy who'll you know get four touches for a hundred yards, um, big play guy. Whereas Diggs will get ten catches um, type of thing, get the volume. Um, and I just think they're gonna they're gonna draw up so many plays for Diggs because you don't give up your first round pick otherwise. Yeah, look, I think for me, like he's definitely a fringe player in that twenty to twenty five range. John Brown is the big you know the big player. But, you know, they also liked using Cole, Ble- Cole Beasley last year um, in that slot position. So I think, you know, what, Stefan Diggs probably going to go and play out on the right side a little bit, give him something a bit different. But I think it's like a, it's a bit of a three-headed beast, and he's definitely the top dog. Linked pretty well to Josh Allen, you would have think. Yeah, and let's not forget, Josh Allen was QB6 last year. I think everyone expects Buffalo to do well this year. Well-coached team. Um, I don't know, I'm expecting big things from Diggs. I really want him to bounce back. Um, he's a proven wide receiver. So I think if anyone gets him, um, you know, there's good value in taking him, that's for sure. Well, look, I think um, it's probably about time that we um, review our top tens. Um, so why don't we have a look uh, first up with you, Mark, and, and just run through uh, your top ten receivers. Thanks, Joel. So we've obviously both started off with uh, Thomas and Adams. I've then gone with Hopkins, uh, that chemistry for me, and Kyla Murray throwing the deep ball. Tyreek Hill and Julio Jones go at my top five. And then we're going with Godwin, Cooper, Golladay, and Robson. Uh, that's my top 10. I think uh, the ones to watch there for me will be Robinson and Amari Cooper. Now, my top 10, uh, yes, as you said, kicks off with uh, Thomas and Adams in one and two. Uh, Julio Jones at three for me, Tyreek Hill at four. Golladay, he's the one I love. He's the one I want to see go big, and he's at five for me. Amari Cooper, um, we've both got him above where his ADP and his ranking is at the moment. I have got him at six. Chris Godwin at seven. DeAndre Hopkins at eight. DJ Moore having a good year, finishing a top 10 receiver at nine, and Cooper Cup coming in at 10. So... I think it's a, uh, you would say that the wide receiver field is definitely a lot more volatile than your running back field, wouldn't you? Yeah, I was just, I think the question that's come out of the fantasy, uh, for fantasy players this year is, what do you do? Do you bank on two RBs in your first rounds, or is a Tyree Kill someone who's a lot better than someone like an Aaron Jones, um, Nick Chubb type of thing? So that's, that's the most interesting. What are you doing? Look, it's a great question. I think for me, the priority is running back, um, and it's going to depend who's available on the board. You know, our like our league of record, I'm the ninth pick, so it's going to depend on what really you know the few people in front of me do. You know, you'd say the first four or five picks are pretty uh, standard, but then there's a bit of X factor mixed in there with the others as well. But you know, Mark, that is something that we're probably going to discuss on our next episode, right? We're going to do our QB tight end rankings. And then we might go into a bit of draft strategy. Definitely. That's, that's the one for me, I think, the most. The 20s to 30s, whether you invest in those questionable RBs or you go for a good tight end or even the QBs, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, studs. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. You've got to risk it, right? You've got to, you've got to take some risks in your draft because otherwise you just end up with a very status quo team that doesn't have a lot of upside potential, right? 100%. So make sure you keep listening because you're going to get some good insights. That's it. Well, thanks for joining us today. That wraps up our wide receivers rankings show. Uh, Join us next time. We're going to do QBs, tight ends in the one episode, go over some draft strategy tips, uh, and hopefully give you the right information just before you draft for your league. So until next time, Mark. Thanks, Joel.
Peace out. See ya.